All right, all right, we're back. Another podcast. Got my Valentine with me today. I'm Derek Drone. This is the Monday Mental. Hey, everybody. I'm Courtney. That's my Valentine. It's Valentine's weekend when we're recording this, and we're not not talking about Valentine's. No, today we are talking about making space. Making space. I have a scripture. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead and start with the scripture. All right. Revelations 21, 3. It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. That's good. What a That's a, uh, a declaration. You like to declare things. You love declarations, and that's a pretty strong declaration. Yeah, I think we should all be able to say, hey, I'm a dwelling place for God. I'm a home for him to reside in. And, uh, you know, that's just something, dwelling places is something that he's still seeking out. Yeah, I like that. I'm talking about uh, making space. You know, we were discussing it a little bit before we came on, and I, man, it's such a broad uh such a broad topic. There's so many places that we could go with it. Um, uh, it seems kind of um, uh, almost old-fashioned. Yeah, a lot of people call it the secret place. Yeah. You know, when people think about dwelling places for God, they think about that secret place. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of an ancient sort of thought for people. Well, it is, and I, I, just from the get-go, right, from the start, I'll tell you, I think that it's, uh, I mean, looking at my own life, I, I think it's a, we want it to be a place we go. Yeah. That secret place, that dwelling place, we want it to be somewhere we go, like the old temple. Think of the Old Testament, you know, the old temple. We want it to be outside of us to where we go there, and when we leave there, we have no responsibility. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he changed it in that declaration, that word you just read, he said, no, now I'm going to be among, you're not going to come out here to see me anymore. I'm coming to live inside of you. Uh, I was thinking about uh, 1 Corinthians um, uh, 3.16. Isn't that neat? 3.16. It says, mm-hmm. don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple, that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person where God's temple is sacred. He's saying now, the dwelling place is inside of you. It's 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 in you. It's with you. It's much more intimate. Isn't that what God was uh, trying to do the whole time? Yeah. I mean, he, he dwelled with them in the garden. Man, one man screwed that up. Then he came outside the garden. He found them again. He said, Moses, go get my pe-. He kept coming back to them, and they kept messing it up. And then he finally said, well, we're going to change this. My dwelling place is going to be inside of you and with you. Yeah, so wherever we go um, and wherever he goes, we, we can be together. Um, when we make God our dwelling place, we stay and camp out a while. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we don't uh, take on all these interruptions all day, every day. There's There's got to be a point where we sit and we stay and we push those interu- interruptions away. And we just really sit long enough to, to kind of know how his presence feels. You know, and linger in that a little bit and, and learn some things from that presence. Yeah, let me ask you a question. How, how much do you think uh, this relates to uh, spaces around us? I mean, we've got spaces in our home. 
Mm-hmm. I, I talk a lot when I'm preaching on that side. I talk a lot about my prayer chair. Yeah. Uh, I like to be out in my shed, my studio. Um, so we, you know, we talk a lot about that space. We've got other spaces in our home. So how much does this kind of relate? Uh, let me ask it this way, and then I'll let you run with it. Um, if if we're talking about carving out space inside of us, becoming a dwelling place for the Spirit of God, um, how important is the spaces around us to that? Oh, Lord, it's so important. Um, you know, I've got that upper room that I call it upstairs that's like our little living room space and it's just the most comfortable spot um probably in our house but um you know it's i've made it into my my prayer place at night when nobody else is around i get up and it's just so quiet and peaceful and so um i know that we can turn our homes into like a sort of like a small house of prayer in a way um because we hear all the time about Houses becoming war zones, you know, like um, zones of criticism or fights or things like that, that people are living in trying to make it a dwelling place, but they don't know how. So I think that's why this is so important to talk about right now. Yeah, well, and kind of where I was going with that is I feel like a lot of times, I'm not saying that if your house is a mess or a ruckus or a riot or chaotic that you can't. Uh, host the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God in your life. But to me, it's almost like a mirroring thing. Like if I'm in a peaceful place, then I feel more at peace inside. It makes it easier for me to allow the Spirit of God to dwell in me. So like when when my studio, my shed, when it's a mess and I go out there and I try to sit in my prayer chair, I have to turn my back to the whole shed and kind of face my little fireplace, my yeah. little cast iron stove to try to block out all that chaos behind me in order to fill it peace inside. You know, I just recently reorganized, redesigned my office. Same thing there. Man, I've had, I've had better Bible study, better prayer times the last couple of weeks because of it's like a mirroring thing. We were talking about beforehand, we were talking about hoarders. Yes. The TV show, not the people you know. I know you just thought of somebody, but that ain't what we're talking about. Um, we, we were talking about the TV show Hoarders. What, what, what were you saying about that? Well, first of all, I want to say how good you just explained that, you know, when you, because I've seen you organize all your spaces lately, and like your closet is probably, you know, more organized than mine right now. We should post a pic. Just a little bit more, <laughs> not a lot, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, that's something to be said. And when we watch hoarders, we just see this surround. And basically, there is no room left for them to do anything. And so that surround, whatever's surrounding them, has become the unrest inside of them. And it just, it it's overwhelming to even watch those shows sometimes for me. It has to mirror what's going on inside. I mean, you know it hoarding, and we... <clears throat> We watch it a good bit. Um, I don't know why I'm fascinated by these people's nasty homes, but it don't start that way. They don't they don't buy a house with the intention of hoarding in it. Yeah. So they start bringing stuff home. Something's out of kilter in their spirit and their life. They start bringing things home. They start piling it up. And even it's hilarious. A lot of times the things they're bringing home, they're not junk. They're not bad. A lot of times it's brand new things they're buying. Yeah. But they pile them up. And because of the piles, there becomes no space to live. There becomes no space to walk. Everything becomes a unrest. Things begin to die, decay. 
mess begins to grow, insects begin to come in. I hope I'm giving y'all a good visual picture of the hoarders. I'm sure they've seen some of this stuff. Uh, to the point where they're laying on stuff on their bed, sleeping, trying to sleep with bugs crawling on them. Yeah. And is that not a mirror of the dwelling place God has inside of us, that space we need to make for him where we just begin to add stuff to it? Mm-hmm. Maybe because there's something wrong in our life. Maybe because we're uncomfortable being alone in that space. But we start bringing things into the place that don't belong there. They pile up in our life. And then there is no space for the Spirit of God in our life. Yeah, and even in my own life, I am sort of like the opposite of a hoarder in a way because <laughs> I'm always like, okay, I can't become a hoarder. I've got to get rid of this. This is true. And so um, I love giving things away um, you know, organizing what is here. And then, you know, it's, it's feverishly, I have to work at it. Everybody has to work at it or it will, it will come and bury you. I mean, that's just how this world is. It has an accumulation of things all the time. So we have to work really hard at, you know, finding that peace. And the last hoarder show that we watched, you remember, Derek, the lady said, um, there's a quietness here but there's no peace so basically there was such a solitude in her house but it was not peace it was a solitude that was just a misery and and what a terrible thing you know because when I get into that prayer place or just around my house it's it's quiet and I feel peace so there's a there's a peace and quiet available with the prince of peace in our lives well and Talking about that quietness, uh, it's a perceived quietness there. And it's quiet because there's no life dwelling in it, because there's no spirit of life dwelling in it. And, you know, they really build up these walls almost to protect themselves because they're injured, they're hurt, they're brokenhearted. A lot of them we watch and they get to the source of it, and it was a spouse that passed away, a child that passed away unexpectedly. It was a trauma that caused them to begin to stack this stuff up. But when we when we stack, you know, we're relaying it and mirroring it to our spiritual life. When we stack these things up in our spiritual life, my dogs are going crazy. Hey, we, we do this podcast at home, right? Yeah, they are. They're kind of loud sometimes. Um, can we pause at a minute? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to our sponsor now. Oh, Bentley's going to. No, Bentley's going to get them. Yay, Bentley. Everybody knows that this is real life now. Like, we ain't been joking about this being at the house. Yeah, Bentley's our youngest son. Well, he's 16. He's not that young anymore. Um, so we thank him. But Well, yeah. hey, let me finish what I was saying. Go ahead, yeah. We, we build up, they build up these walls on hoarders almost to protect themselves from something outside of them, something around them. Um, And we do it spiritually. We build these walls of stuff, but it's lifeless. Just like them homes that people are hoarding in, they're in there alone, they're in there with maybe one child that don't deserve to be in there, but this, this process of building up happens, and we do it spiritually, and we block everybody around us out. Yeah. Um, Hey, I got some stats right here. Listen to this. 1.2 1.2 million people are uh, compulsive hoarders. That's one oh in 300 people. Oh, goodness. One in 300 people, they are a compulsive hoarder. Hoarder begins at an early age, happens between 11 and 20 years of age, most hoarders. Um, wow. That's crazy. Well, and you know, this is a mentoring, um, you know, program show 
podcast. And so, you know, there's different ways to develop people. So we are taking this time to develop those who are willing to open their lives up for a dwelling place to happen in them. And to do that, we do have to clean out some things. Um, So, you know, you just start in a corner somewhere. (laughs) A lot of times you just start in one drawer and you start cleaning that drawer out. You go to the next thing, go to the next thing, and you just do it. I know it's a headache, but you just you just do it. You deal with it. You know, any anything within your spirit that's right there in your gut you you deal with that and then you move on to the next thing and then that way it opens up more room more space for God and there are dwelling places that he's seeking out he's watching he's watching he's listening to see what you say what you're doing are you lingering at church you know maybe there's an altar call and you feel something because of that message but then you just you leave early Mm. well you know, there was a space right there. There was a space right there That's where good. God could have come in to dwell inside of you. He's dwelling among you with different people, but then you leave, and that could have been so much more. Yeah, that's so good. You know, making space, you, we we were talking beforehand. We've been remodeling our bathroom. We were talking about uh, how we've created a space there. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to brag here but uh you know the last few nights courtney or about the last week she's just said i love being in there i love going in there because we created a spa-like atmosphere we've had a cast iron tub for years i love it your mama gave it to us but we redid it we painted it Uh, we hung a chandelier over it that's uh got some industrial attitude to it but a shower um we we love the epsom salt we love the lavender we love uh diffusing lavender in there and turning on spa music and you've talked about how much you're drawn to that space now that place to relax to uh to let out to just really kind of heal yourself and and it all started when we were talking about remodeling our bathroom and closet it all started when you went in there and said if we're gonna do this then i've got to go through some stuff because we had some storage in there yeah that would have been in the way we don't have room for it and you said, if we're going to do this, then I've got to go deal with this stuff. And is that not exactly what most people need to do if they're if they want to host the Holy Spirit, if they want the Spirit of God to live in them? Yeah. They got some storage that they gotta deal with. Yeah, and there's things right now that God's dealing with you about. I mean specific things. He's speaking to your heart. And this is just sort of guiding you along that path to a freer path um, to where you don't have clutter around your feet and inside your soul as you're walking down that path. And so we're here just to say, hey, you know, do the hard thing. Yep. There's a lot of people, they don't they don't want to do the hard thing because yep. you have to sit in it. You have to get, like I had to get that stuff around me. I had four containers <laughs> because I'm a writer and I would just journal and write and do all these things. And so I had to compile things. It was hard work. And I had to sit in that pile for months yep. to go through this stuff. But my God, the place that is there now is incredible. And God is wanting to to use us in a way that is going to cause life change in somebody else. So are you a dwelling place for him? He's looking for dwelling places. 
Um, where do you dwell and how do you dwell? These are just questions to ask yourself. Um, a person that that is just a person that lives in or at a specific place. And so we want to be specified with what we're doing with our time and how, how we're arranging things in our spiritual lives, because we want to, we want to be people that are able to let someone else see how to cause um, God to be, you know, to be able to dwell in us and trying to get it out the right way. Um, but Jesus didn't have a dwelling place, really. You know, when he was on the earth, he didn't have a home. But we can be a home for him now. We yeah. have to take him around to different places. Yeah. You know, it can't just stay in the church. That's so good. Uh, Jesus didn't have, you know, he said the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. I don't have anywhere, I'm, I don't have a home. And the whole purpose of that was that he wanted to be in the homes of the people he was with. He wanted to be in the homes of the disciples. He'd go to Mary and Martha's and Lazarus's house. He loved hanging out there. He had these places he would go um, because he wanted to be with them. And now he wants to come and live inside of us. And, man, I'm... Here we are doing something other than church, you know. I mean, yeah. we're used to preaching. We're used to having service and worship and prayer meetings and altar calls and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, we're just trying to mentor and talk here. This is our real life. You know, everywhere we go, we don't just do that at church. Everywhere we go, we want Jesus with us. We want to, and I, I think it's going back to the, you know, the title of this one, Making Space. We're wanting to carve out that space. Uh, what let's uh we got a couple minutes left let let's get to the nuts and the bolts of this we've been I know we're not preaching but we've been kind of talking spiritual but the nuts and bolts of it how do you for someone that has never had a relationship with God other than what happens at the church at their tabernacle at their um you know wherever they go wherever they seek spiritual insight. And, and that's the only place they've ever had like that relationship with God. What was maybe we can just give one or two or three easy steps to beginning. Uh, I guess we can say it this way: to beginning to the beginning of hosting the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, it takes training and practice. You know, um, if we're going to be good at something, we need to train at it. We need to practice. We need to be willing to do it more than just one or two times. And you know, what are we keeping our attention on? What, what are we dwelling on? What are, what are you dwelling up? You know, inside of your spirit, what are you conjuring up? And a lot of times, um, so many things can dwell in us, like turmoil, grief, or unexcitement. But peace, contentment, and harmony and appreciation is really what we're wanting to put inside of us and to come up out of us. And so... Um, you know, we're human. We say that all the time, but we are people who can choose to be a dwelling place and to go to God to dwell. So I think going to him is first, you know, he's our dwelling place and then he then lives in us. Yeah. You know, you just made me think of this. I looked it up real quick. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So one way to carve out space is is our mind space. What, what are we thinking about? What is our mind on? 
Why are you laughing? Yes. <laughs> She's laughing at me about something. Well, now I'm looking at this time clock over uh, here, just uh, ticking uh, away. It's going. It's zooming running by. Running out of time. Zooming by. So, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a choice. That's what it comes down to. So, hey, we'll end this thing this way, saying need to make a choice. What you gonna think about? What you gonna do this week? Um, man, we got to get some sponsors, baby. Uh, this episode was sponsored by Virgil's Root Beer and two psychedelic dogs. So go check out our sponsors. Thanks for listening, y'all. We love y'all. See Bye-bye. you on the next one.